Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 and Bible says rejoice in the Lord always again I will say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the Lord is at hand verse 6 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus hallelujah beloved this morning we are here to talk about the five types of prayer hallelujah the five types of prayer you see it is not of a surprise if I ask a question and how many of us know about prayer every one of us will lift up our hands and say that I know of prayer because we all do engage ourselves in prayer hallelujah because we know that prayer is a form of communication hallelujah with God prayer is when man hallelujah engages in communication with a deity it is known as prayer but sometimes although many of us know what prayer is many of us know what prayer is all about but it is not all of us that know how to properly what pray hallelujah a lot of us struggle in prayers we struggle to pray a lot of us will become discouraged in our prayer because we don't know the forms or the kinds of prayer and how to engage ourselves in prayer how to engage ourselves in that communication with the living god because bible makes you to understand that prayer is a way to be able to draw intimately with the living god if a man wants to draw more closer unto the living god it is done through what prayer at the same time through the studying and the reading of the living word of God. Hallelujah. So prayer is a form of communication that man engages him or herself in a communication in an intimate way with the living God. Prayer is when men pour out themselves unto God and they wait before the living God to hear from him so that they can take steps on what they hear from the living God. And that is prayer. Hallelujah. But today I'm here to tell you not the levels, but the five types of prayer. Hallelujah. The five types of prayer. And when we look at the five types of prayer, the one, the first type of prayer is worship and praise. Yes. Many of us don't know that when it comes to worship and when it comes to praise, it is a form of prayer. Hallelujah. Because when, when we ask ourselves, what is prayer? Someone, you may be able to tell me that prayer is about asking. Amen. Prayer is about what? What? Receiving from God. That when I need something, I go before the living God and I pray by asking him of the things I need so that he will release or answer my prayers so that I can have the things that I need or desire in life. Praise God. But we have to understand that the first type and the highest level or the highest type of prayer is our worship and praise of the living God. This type or this form of prayer acknowledges God for what and who he is hallelujah it acknowledges God for what and who he is and it does so by showing the love respect and admiration that we have for God amen when we engage ourselves 
in that type of prayer which is worship and praise what we are saying and what we are doing is that we are acknowledging that god is who he says that he is god is who he has revealed himself unto us in his word bible says that as man comes to god he has to acknowledge and believe that god is and that he exists god is who he says he is god is who he reveals himself to you that this is who he is hallelujah and so when you worship God, you believe and you acknowledge that you are a creature of worship. Hallelujah. That you have been made and your, your sole purpose of being created is not just to have your way, but you are created for the will of God. And that will of God is to be a worshiper and a what? A worshiper of the living God. One that is able to worship and praise him. Hallelujah. Because in your worship, what you do is that you acknowledge him. That yes, God, I know that you are who you are. In that you express your love in your worship and your praise. What you do in that form of prayer is expressing your love, expressing what your admiration, expressing your respect that comes in the form of reverence unto God. Hallelujah. You see, when you read the book of Psalms, the Psalms that were written by David. David was a man of prayer and David was a man that knew how to pray. He knew how to engage himself in prayer. He knew how to enter into the presence of the living God. David understood that as he was a man, he was at the same time a spiritual being and he understood that life is, was not just about the physical, but life consisted also of the spiritual. And as a child of God that worship and serves a spiritual being, which is a spiritual God, you engage with him on a spiritual level. Hallelujah. That whenever we come before the living God, we have to understand that prayer is spiritual. Prayer is entering into the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. We do not enter the spiritual realm with the physical things that we have in possession. In order for us to be able to engage God and to be able to enter into the throne room of grace, there is something that we do to engage and to uh, prepare the atmosphere and the environment in which we are. Hallelujah. You have to understand that before you come before the living God, when you go before God, wherever you are, you need to create the atmosphere for God, the atmosphere to contain God, the atmosphere in which you are needs to be conducive enough to retain God. Hallelujah. And that is why we come to understand that whenever we worship and lift up praises, as our praises and our worship goes up, what, what happens is that the presence of the living God descends. Hallelujah. God descends in the worship and praises of his people. Because he delights himself, as Bible puts it, God delights himself a lot in our worship and praise of him. Hallelujah. And it's not about your sacrifices, it is not nothing. Because in your worship and praise of God, you are not asking him of anything. But what you are doing is that you are simply acknowledging him for his great power, his omnipotence. Hallelujah. When you worship God, it is not about you, but it is about him. And so whenever you come before God in prayer, you need to take time to create and prepare the atmosphere. And that is done through what? That is done through prayer. 
Hallelujah. That is done through prayer. In the book of Psalm 100, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. 100, and we are going to read from verse 1 to 5, the entire chapter. Bible said, David said, it's a shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. So in your worship, you know, you acknowledge that God indeed is God. It is he who made us hallelujah and we are his we are his people and the sheep of his world pastor so what is worship in your worship you acknowledge god that god is god and we are his people we are his we are his people we are made for him hallelujah verse 4 he said enter his gate with thanksgiving and his court with praise give thanks to him and praise his name hallelujah give thanks to him and praise his name so enter his gate with thanksgiving and his court with praise verse 5 for the lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continue through all generation so you worship god for his faithfulness you worship god for who he is for god is merciful hallelujah he is faithful he's merciful his love endures forever the faithfulness of God has no end. It doesn't come to an end. It endures forever through all generations, from generation to generation. When God decides to be faithful unto you, it extends throughout your all your, your entire generation and your unborn generation. They will all come to benefit from what the faithfulness of God because of who and what you did when you are alive in the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. So whenever we come before the living God, we have to understand and acknowledge that we are coming before God. And as we come before him, before we made our request, before we ask him of anything, before we go ahead and demand things to be done for us, we first have to acknowledge him. Hallelujah. And that is done through what? Singing. That is done through what? Singing, worshiping. And the words that you use are the words to admonish him hallelujah and so there are certain words that you say and david was a man that knew how to touch that is why bible said god said that david was a man after his own heart because david was a true worshiper david knew how to worship hallelujah he knew how to touch the heart of god because the, the, the powerful weapon that we have as a as prayer is worship and praise because at times in order for you to even receive what you need you know sometimes we don't pray for the things that we want we simply worship god and when you worship god in spirit and in truth hallelujah when you worship god in spirit and in truth you you enter into an atmosphere and into a realm into a realm by which the spirit of god that resides in you is able to identify your needs hallelujah so you sing with the with the, with the language of under, the, the understanding that language that you understand and sometimes you worship god also in tongues because you come to a point in your life into a realm where that spirit your spirit takes over and begins to worship god in tongues 
And Bible says that when that happens, it is the Holy Spirit and your spirit that your inner man intercedes, stands to intercede for you. Hallelujah. With groanings. Because sometimes you have to understand, beloved, the part of the reason why sometimes we don't know how to pray and how to go about prayer, how to, some people don't even know how to start prayer. Hallelujah. So it becomes very challenging for them to engage themselves in prayer. But prayer will become easy for you if you are able to make up your mind. That yesterday I don't have anything to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to ask for. You see, when you find yourself in such position, just lift up worship. Hallelujah. Just lift up worship, begin to worship God and engage yourself in tongues. Worship Him with your language of understanding and also in that unknown tongue. And you, you see yourself that you will find yourself in a realm whereby you begin to pray and you begin to utter certain words. Because the Spirit, you see, sometimes you don't even know the needs that you have. But the Spirit that is inside of you is able to acknowledge them and bring them out in your prayer. So I don't know some people. Sometimes when you are praying, you did not know the kind of prayer point that you should pray about. But as you started praying, all of a sudden you began to have words, things in your mind to pray about. The Holy Spirit begins to drop and drop things in your mind that this is the area that you have to pray about. You have to pray concerning this area. You have to pray about this. That is what happens. So when you worship, you create an atmosphere. That is a very powerful tool. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, Bible says that they got to a place. You see, God had been helping them to win most of the battles that they had, the challenges that they faced. They would pray, but they got to a place that was known as Jericho. And Jericho had walls around its city. And Bible says that these walls were very strong and mighty. They were so strong and they're so big to the point that if as you go on top of the wall you could fit about three cars on top if it was in our modern day that was how wide the walls were in dimension hallelujah and they were very strong that nobody could penetrate through the walls into the city to overcome the city so the walls of the city made the people of the city very strong and fortified nobody could bring down the walls no, there was no weapon on earth that could bring down the walls of Jericho. And nobody could penetrate in through at the gates of Jericho to overcome the city and the people. Hallelujah. So these people were very strong. These people were untouchable. Hallelujah. But Bible says that Israel, Jericho, not that Israel needed to overcome the city, but they needed to pass through pass through the city onto the promised land. So Jericho had become a stumbling block. Jericho has become a blockade. Hallelujah. An obstacle to them, to their promised land. So God had promised them and on their way to, to the fulfillment of their promise or on their way to receiving that which was promised to step forth and enter into their destiny. There was an obstacle and that obstacle was the walls of Jericho. That they needed to overcome in order to be able to have a passage through the city to the promised land but these people did not want to give them the passage because they have heard the news of israel what god had used them and had done through them to the surrounding nations so there was no way that they would allow them and listen to the weapon that god told the israelites to utilize 
These people were to do nothing. Hallelujah. They were to ask nothing. They were to say nothing. But all that they had to do for seven times, for seven days, they had to go run around, run about the walls. They have to go around the walls for seven times for seven days. And on the seventh time, on the seventh day, what they needed to do, just like David is saying in Psalm 100 verse 1, he says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Sometimes you are going through something that is depressing you and that you are very depressed and discouraged. But Bible says, shout for joy. Hallelujah. In the atmosphere of worship, it puts away every discouragement, dismay, and it gives you peace. Hallelujah. Because things are not working for you. Things are very bad for you in your life. But Bible says that shout for joy unto the living God. Rejoice always, as Paul said in Philippians. He said, I say again, rejoice. He said, I'll be anxious for nothing. Do not be anxious about what you are going through. Do not worry about what you are going through because worriness will bring in depression and suppress your spirit within you. So be able as a man, as a child of God, be able to come to a point in your life where you are able to rise up in the spirit. Hallelujah. Because sometimes if we allow ourselves, the things that we go through are able to have their way in our spirit and depress us. And when that happens, it suppresses our spirit and we, become, we come to the point in our life whereby we are not able to engage ourselves in prayer, not even to seek the face of God or to worship the living God. So Paul says, be anxious for nothing. Not that become what? Reckless in life. Where you don't care about anything or careless in life where you don't care about anything. But be anxious for nothing it means that do not worry. That state of worriness that causes what depression and anxiety. A child of God cannot afford to what? To go through anxiety and depression. So David will say, he said, my spirit, why are you cast down within me? Why are you cast down? Acknowledge the living God. So David will worship God. And part of his worship, what he does is that he stir up his spirit. Worship helps you to stir up your spirit, your inner man. Because when the spirit of God is moved within you, it stirs up your inner man. That's your inner spirit. Hallelujah. So he said a shout for joy. So on the seventh day, for the seventh time, God told them, do nothing, but go around it. And on the seventh time, just lift up your voice and shout to the living God. See, sometimes your shouting is also a praise unto God. It is also worship. And that is one weapon that God is able to use. Hallelujah. So he said, a shout for joy to the living God. In that you're shouting, there is joy, there is gladness. And he said, I worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Sing joyfully unto the living God. You know that what you're going through appears to be impossible to overcome, but you are glad and you are joyfully singing unto the living God because in your troubles, you are acknowledging the living God that God is bigger than your problem. God is bigger than your trouble. So shout for joy on the seventh time. What they were doing is that they were acknowledging that yes, the walls might be greater. The walls might be stronger. It might be impossible to overcome, but they serve a God of possibility. 
Hallelujah. They serve a God of possibility. And so they shouted, and the Bible says that by their shoutings, the walls began to fall, began to crumble because there was an earthquake. Hallelujah. At their shout, there was an earthquake. As they lifted up their voice and began to shout to the living God in the form of worship, as they began to joyfully sing unto the living God, the presence of the living God descended. And Bible makes us to understand that when God speaks, when he speaks his voice in the book of Psalms, he said that his voice thunders and it quakes, causing the foundation of the earth to tremble. Hallelujah. When God speaks, when the presence of the living God descends, he speaks, and the voice of God comes in the form of thunder. Bible said that he thunders, and that thundering causes the foundation of the earth to, uh, to shake or to quake. Hallelujah. So now the foundation of the wall that was served as an obstacle to, to the Israelites began to shake. And they crumbled and fell to the ground. Hallelujah. You see, they were able to achieve this through their worship you know sometimes what you are going through you prayed you've done everything but all you need to do is just to worship god all that you are doing is that you are acknowledging god in the problem and what you are saying to god is that god i acknowledge i know that you are capable of doing it hallelujah i am not going to allow my trouble my problem to take me away from your presence i am not going to allow anything that i face in life to stop me from worshiping, stop me from praising you. I am glad and happy in the midst of whatever I face and go through. So he said that rejoice always in all things, in every circumstance, rejoice, be glad, be happy, be content in every stage of life. Don't allow anything in your life to deter you from the presence and from your worship of the living God. But in the midst of that trouble, that is when you have to worship. And let's see this. When Paul and Silas were cast into the inner prison where they could not escape. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy thought that he was shutting up Paul and Silas so that they could not come out anymore to do the, the work of the living God. But in a state of confusion and anxiety, because to be arrested, cast into the inner prison, where your feet were, 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 were chained deeply. Your, your hands were, were also chained. That you, you, you did not have that. You, did not, you could not even what move yourself because you were restricted. Hallelujah. So this was a point in the state of Paul and Silas' life where they could have been complaining. Hallelujah. They could have been blaming God how that we have walked faithfully before you. We have served you because worship is also part of serving. Because another meaning of worship is serving. Where you serve God. Hallelujah. You see, we have served you so faithfully. Walked so faithfully before you. And is this our reward? Hallelujah. Is this our reward? But Paul and Silas acknowledged that if the Messiah, the master had to suffer. Yes, they also had to suffer. And they acknowledged that so long as the presence of the living God is with them, there is no way that the enemy can shut them. Hallelujah. 
There is no way that their freedom can ever be taken away from them if their time is not yet due. So Bible said that at midnight, at the midnight hour, Oh, and Salas, what did they do? They did not pray. In the midst of the problem, their trouble, where they did not have the strength to, uh, to utter words, where their strength had failed them, what they did was the Bible said that they began to sing hymns and worship God. They lifted up what? Words of what? Worship. That was their prayer. Hallelujah. That was their prayer. So they began to worship God. And Bible said that as they lifted up their voice in worship, as they began to pray, we could see that the presence of the living God descended and God spoke. How do we know that God spoke? Because the foundation, hallelujah, the foundation of the prison began to quake. The Bible said that the foundation of the prison began to shake to the point that the, the chains, the shackle on them began to fall off and the gates began to open. Hallelujah. The gates began to open. You see, that is what we receive from the living God when we begin to engage ourselves in worship. When we begin to sing unto the living God, when we begin to worship Him, God speaks in our lives. And when God speaks in our life, the foundations of the things that we've been going, going through, they quake, they shake, and we become liberated. Hallelujah. Because worship prepares and sets the atmosphere for God to operate. Whenever you're about to pray, when you worship God, it takes you deeper into what? into the spiritual realm the, the worship is has the ability to connect you hallelujah it places you in a state whereby you are able to deeply connect with the spirit of the living god and at that level at that realm you are able to what receive from him you are able to what hear from him worship opens up your spirit worship has the ability to open up your spirit and connect you to the living God. Hallelujah. And let us move from there. The second type of worship of, of prayer, petition and intercession. Hallelujah. Petition and intercession. This prayer is exercised when we are not concerned with our own needs, but rather the needs of others. Paul said, Pray with all supplication for all saints. Who are the saints? So this can also not only for the saints, but for the people around you in your life. So this is a level of prayer where you forget about your own needs. You forgo your own needs and say that this is not about me. Hallelujah. This is not about me. But this is the need about the needs of other people in my life. This is about the needs of the people that I know because I have come to the knowledge of what they are going through. And, and prayer, there's a petition intercession is also attained through worship. You see, when you engage yourself in worship, when you bust yourself in, in, in tongues, sometimes God can, is able to speak unto you, you're able to hear from God, and God is able to direct you to pray for somebody and not yourself. That is why you pray even when you don't know what to pray for. Because the moment you began to pray, you began to speak in tongues, you begin to worship, God is able to give you a prayer point. 
So petition and intercession is a form of prayer that is the exercise when we are not concerned with our own needs, when we are not concerned with our own desires, but rather the needs of other people. Intercession causes us to what? Hallelujah. Intercession causes us to internalize God's word and exercise his power to change that for which we ask for. Through intercession, you are able to change the life of people. Through intercession, you are able to fix the needs, the desires. What people are going through, you are able to help them through intercession, through petition. Petition is what? Request. Where you, that level of prayer, that form of prayer, where you engage yourself in prayer and all that you are doing is that you are interceding and you are requesting on behalf of other people. So prayer is not only about yourself, but it is also about people. Hallelujah. You see, intercessors, they hear from God. Every intercessor, any man, woman that engages themselves in the prayer of intercession, they do hear from God. They do sense the burden to pray and continue in prayer until the burden that they have in them leaves. Because as, as you see, sometimes you'll be there and you're praying and there will be this burden that will be placed on you. You will feel you have this sense of burden in you. The sense of burden to pray for somebody. And that burden will not leave you until you pray for the person. Hallelujah. So intercessors are people that hear from God and they have the sense, sense, the sense, the burden to pray and continue in prayer until the burden leaves. And seldom is what their prayer, what time made public. These are not people that go around and tell you, I'm praying for you. Their prayer is not known, it's not public. It, it is done within their own chambers, in their rooms, in their homes. Quietly they pray for you. They engage themselves. They enter into the realm of the spirit and engage in prayer for you. That is what the petition and what intercession. Hallelujah. These people see God accomplishes much of his work through these people that are able to pray, to intercede and petition for people. Hallelujah. So the second form of prayer is what petition and intercession. So understand that sometimes in your prayers, you might say that I don't know what to pray, even for myself. But you have a family, you have people around you that need your prayer. So sometimes in your worship, ask God, what is it that I need to pray about? That is why it is important for every believer to be able to speak in tongues. And it is important for you to begin your prayer with worship, with praise. Like I said, worship takes you into a realm where you are connected to the living God, where your spirit man gets open to be able to connect with the spirit of God and receive from him or to draw from him. Worship prepares the atmosphere for, for God's operation around you and in your life. Hallelujah. And the second point, the second form of prayer is supplication. Hallelujah. Supplication. Paul said that he said, I'll be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request, petition, be made known unto God. Always, instead of being anxious, but rather get to a point in your life where you pray with supplication. 
And this prayer involves the action of what? Asking or begging for something. To supplicate means that to what? To beg. To plead for something. Humbly. Hallelujah. That is the state that we saw Jesus when he came to the garden of Gethsemane. And he began to pray for the cup to be lifted off. Jesus began to engage himself in prayer and supplication where he knelt down and in the humbleness of spirit he began to pray to the Father. Jesus said, he said, ask and it shall be given, knock and it shall be opened, seek and you will find. So supplication is a form of prayer where of the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly through kneeling or bending down in the form of a plea. Hallelujah. And this is the most humbling of prayer times and takes a total surrender and a loss of control. This is a point or a state of prayer where you surrender yourself. You totally surrender yourself. You surrender yourself, your entirety unto the living God. It is a form so this, this form or type of prayer is where forgiveness is asked. Hallelujah. In humbleness of spirit, where you are very humble and you are begging God. So supplication means that begging God and treating, and treating God for something to be done in your life. This is a form of prayer where you ask. This is a form of prayer where you knock. This is a form of prayer where you seek it was this form of prayer where this point or state of prayer where Jesus knelt down lifted up his eyes unto the Father and he raised and lifted up his hands and he began to engage in prayer, supplication, meaning that he what? Engages and began to beg God. The Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. Supplication can also be seen as striving in prayer where we see what Jacob after he had left the uncle's house, on the way, the Bible said that he slept. And the place that he slept, he saw the heavens opened. And there he began to see God and he wrestled with God. He strived with God. Hallelujah. Because God has said that he will bless him and said that I will never let you go until you bless me. So supplication is a point or a prayer, type of prayer, where you beg God for him to fulfill to entreat God for him to fulfill whatever that he has said that he will do or for God to do what you need what you desire what your needs are this is a point in prayer that you entreat the living God this form of prayer you lose yourself and you surrender yourself you kneel down and you can lie down prostrate hallelujah you can lie down flat on the ground this is a point of prayer, the level of prayer that sometimes you can look at somebody and the person is just lying down. The person is just sitting down with their head bowed down. Hallelujah. Sometimes the person can be quiet. Sometimes all you are seeing that the person is not even saying nothing, but you can see tears falling. This is what happened to Hannah. When Hannah needed something so bad, she needed a child that, that for, for many years, her, her, uh, uh, the, other, the other wife, Penina, her children and Anna had nothing. So whenever they go to the temple to pray every year, this time Anna entered into a prayer supplication. She had been going and praying every time, but this time around she changed her level of prayer. 
because she had no strength in her and when she began to pray in that humbleness of spirit when she lost control of everything and she let go herself and everything and surrounded her will herself because she began and at that level she was able to discover that God needs something and I am able to bargain with God in this type of prayer he said God I know that you need a prophet if you are able to give me a child a son specific I will give you a prophet hallelujah Bible says in the book of James sometimes we pray amiss and that is why we don't receive because we pray not according to the will of the living God so Anna began to pray and while she was praying Eli the priest was there looking and observing Hannah and there was no voice it was just the lips of Hannah that were moving and tears were dropping down at this state Eli the priest who was supposed to know better thought that Hannah was drunk who would come to the temple to pray being drunk but he told that Hannah was drunk why because there was no voice coming out of her her spirit now she has gotten to a point or a stage or a level in his in her life where the spirit was praying she had no strength to even open her mouth to pray for people to hear her but she was praying in the spirit and the only thing that could be seen was her lips moving without a voice and the tears dropping down hallelujah that is where she was striving in the spirit with God. She was begging God and bargaining with the living God. You see, when you understand this type of prayer, that's what Paul said. He said that with all prayer and supplication, with all prayer, that means there are many forms of prayer, there are many types of prayer, and supplication is part of it. Where that is the stage where you begin to beg God. You bargain with him. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if it is possible, Father, let this cup pass me by. But nevertheless, not according to my will, but your will be done. So even in that state, Jesus still acknowledged the will of God. And said, not my will, but your will be done. So although he needed that to be taken, so he acknowledged that after my supplication, after my prayer, if I don't receive what I needed, it might be the will of God. Hallelujah. And that comes with a level of understanding where you pray with all prayer and supplication, where you plead with God concerning a matter in your life. You're going through something severely, something a major in your life. Enter into a prayer supplication where you plead with God, surrender yourself totally. Sometimes you can just sit down. You can kneel down. You can lie on the ground, on the floor. Sometimes you can be quiet and in the spirit and pray unto him. Strive in the spirit. Allow your spirit to pray. Lose yourself. Don't hold back. This is a point where you lose yourself. You allow yourself. Even if you want to cry, you can cry. You see, there are times and points in our prayer that we cry. All we do is that we cry and plead with God. And God hears our prayers. He, he hears us and sees our cry. And he intercedes and step into us, into our life. Hallelujah. For time's sake, in the fourth type of prayer, thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving. He said, uh, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with 
thanksgiving let your request be made known another form of prayer is thanksgiving you see we only know that thanksgiving is needed only at the end of our prayer but no it is important to end our prayer with thanksgiving but someone that understands hallelujah the deep things of god someone that knows the spirit that man is a spiritual being and to engage ourselves in the spirit and to enter into the spiritual realm and be able to unleash the hand of god on us thanksgiving is and can also be done at the beginning of our prayer and it is also part of the worship thanksgiving is included in our worship and praise where you acknowledge god and you thank him in advance you see sometimes the key to utilizing your faith in prayer is not only to thank god at the end of your prayer but to thank him in advance for receiving what you are yet to pray for or to pray about hallelujah we pray supplication and thanksgiving let your request be made known unto god so sometimes you can come before god and whatever that you need you can say that father i thank you for you are the god that said that before i came unto you you knew what was already in my heart we don't come to god to let him know what we are going through he already knows hallelujah god already knows what you are going through and he said that before you open your mouth i had already answered your prayer so do you know that before you come to God, God had already answered your prayer. But what do we pray? Why do we pray? We pray to materialize what God had already done in the spirit in our lives. If God had already done it before we came unto him, why do we go, go ahead to pray? Because it is your responsibility for you to unleash and release what has been done in the spirit by God. God had already answered your, your prayer, but it is in the spirit and it is your responsibility to enter into the spirit through prayer to release and take what has already been answered in your life so that it can be materialized in your life that is what we pray and that is why you thank god in advance if it is healing god before i came unto you you knew what i was going to ask before i opened my mouth to pray you had already answered my prayer so father i thank you that you have already given me healing and you have you have already made me whole hallelujah and so on this father i pray that let the sickness in my body as you had already done it let it disappear let it leave my body and after you are done with your prayer then you thank him again that father i thank you once again for you have done it you see this is a level of faith when you thank God in advance. And let me, let me show you how this faith is also made or is put to use. Look at Jesus. When he came at the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus was a man of prayer. He had always been praying. But when he came to the tomb of Lazarus, look at what Jesus did. He lifted up his eyes to, to the Father and said, Father, I thank you. What was the first thing that he did? He thanked God. That you hear my prayer and you have heard me. And I pray not because you have not done it, but because of these people that are around so that they will see and know your power and your glory and see your glory. And this is, because, and this is why I pray. So he said, I thank God for all, what? 
resurrecting what Lazarus and it wasn't done yet he thanked God for his power that he was about to what release on Lazarus to bring him back to life he thanked him and after he had thanked God he then commanded that the body of Lazarus to come forth after he thanked God he said Lazarus come forth hallelujah Lazarus come forth because thanksgiving is when we express gratitude for having what God had done in our life. The food, the shelter, the family, the friends, the employment, the health that we have, the things that we value in our lives. The things that God has done, we express gratitude. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is a prayer that can be seen exercising in the morning when we wake up, in the evening when we are about to sleep, Whenever we are about to have our meal, you see, whatever we are doing, that is what Bible says that we said that in everything, thank God. Hallelujah. In all things, thank God. Thank God in all things. You see, sometimes we have to develop a heart of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude towards God. Jesus had healed 10 people, only one returned. You see, when the man returned, he found Jesus at the same place. What does it mean? It means Jesus was waiting for them to return and thank him. Hallelujah. And so when the man returned to, to thank God, to, to thank Jesus for what he has done, for healing him, he asked him, were you not turned? He said, yes. But he said, where are the other nine? So it means that for the 10 people that were healed, Jesus expected that they would return. After they had received their wholeness and their healing, they should have had an attitude of gratitude, a heart full of gratitude to come and express it unto Jesus. But they did not. Only one person returned. So it means that Jesus was very disappointed in this nine. So do you know that sometimes God is very disappointed in many of us? who have no heart of gratitude they don't express gratitude unto the living god for what he has done sometimes our thanksgiving is not only for what god has done but for what he is about to do and what he will do in the future that is where because you are able to look a thing through the lens of faith you know and believe that god even though he has not done it today he's going to do it tomorrow so you thank god not only for the present moment but also for the future Hallelujah. And the last type of prayer, which is the fifth type of prayer, is spiritual warfare. And that is what we engage ourselves all the time. And sometimes, most of us, when we begin to pray, we just jump straight into the fifth type of prayer, which is spiritual warfare. We begin to engage ourselves and deal with this. You see, this is the type of prayer where we deal with the battles within ourselves and all this. And use prayer to guard against attacks, maintain focus, and receive what deliverance. Hallelujah. This prayer involves us asking God to protect us. This is a, a type, the type of prayer where we command. Do you know there is a type of prayer where you command? You don't just ask, but you command. See, God, there was, there was a time that Jesus told the people, he said, whatever you say, because you are connected to me, whatever you say, he said, I will do. Hallelujah. Whatever you say, I will do. So there is a type of prayer which is when you engage yourself in spiritual warfare. This 
type of prayer. It's not about being humble. Hallelujah. This type of prayer is not about crying. That this type of prayer is about being strong in the faith. Hallelujah. This type of prayer is about commanding in the spirit because you know where you stand. This is a type of prayer where you put on the whole armor of God so that you are able to stand against the enemy, against the attacks of the enemy. This is the type of prayer where you stand to pray so hard. You stand to strive. You stand to struggle with the enemy and you command the enemy to leave. This is where you show the enemy that you know your right. This is where you show the enemy that you know your word. Because you stand on the word of the living God to what? To utilize it in your prayer. This is where you show God that you know your right and you know where you stand in him. This way you understand and you acknowledge that your tongue is made of fire, that God has placed his power on your tongue, that he said that whenever you speak, things are done. So there is a type of prayer that where we command in the spirit. Hallelujah. And this is done through spiritual warfare, where you command in the spirit, where you stand to pray and say that in the name of Jesus, just like the apostle said that he said in the name of jesus leave and the spirit will live in the name of jesus i pray and i command any financial instability in my life to disappear and this has no choice but to disappear because you are commanding in the name of jesus christ so this type of prayer this spiritual warfare is known as the prayer of commanding where you command Hallelujah. Intercession is also done in this stage where you stand to intercede for people through spiritual warfare, through commanding. Hallelujah. So beloved, these are the times. God willing, next time, we'll come, at, we'll, we'll come to see about the levels or the realms of prayer. But these are the types of prayer that we pray. Worship and praise. Two, petition and intercession, the prayer of supplication, thanksgiving, four, and spiritual warfare, five. When you know these, you will know where, when, and where to pray. You will know that sometimes it is not about standing and saying, I bind, I bind. But sometimes you just pour everything out. You just pray. And sometimes you are so sorrowful in the spirit, but you pour it all out. You don't hold it in you. This is the point whereby if you are anxious, you come before the living God and you know, let him know what you are going through. This is where you talk to God in an intimate way. Hallelujah. And God will hear you. And I pray that we will all grow in prayer and we will all mature in prayer in the mighty name of Jesus.